This is the World Industrial News for Wednesday, April 6th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part two of their podcast, Sustainability and COP26. The emissions that we emit in the U.S., which is where I'm sitting today, you know, they don't stay in the U.S. They go up into the atmosphere and they affect everybody. But they actually don't even affect everybody evenly, right? They affect some some countries and places are more vulnerable to climate change than others. Africa, for example, is a continent which is responsible for the least emissions, but is actually the most vulnerable to some of the consequences like drought. And so bringing parties together at COP26 is an opportunity to to try and give everybody a voice in saying how to move forward on solving this problem, both through mitigating the impact, but also adapting to the reality. It's challenging because you're getting so many global perspectives, but it's also, you know, really important because of the nature of this issue. So I think COP is an important forum from an international perspective, but it's also, you know, at its core, there's only so far of what can be achieved through international diplomacy. So I think maybe there's COP26, there is the official negotiations about what all these countries can agree upon and what policy framework should be set in place. But beyond that, COP26 brings together, you know, all sorts of activists, companies, investors who really discuss what what can happen um outside of policy as well. So it's become a really important incubator almost for bottom-up action as much as it has from top-down action from policymakers. And that's what makes it quite unique and quite important. So I understand that there's skepticism on what can be achieved at a at an international cooperation level. I think that's well-deserved, but still we need that aspect to it, but it also goes much beyond the formal discussions that are happening in what's called at COP26, the blue zone, which is where all the international diplomats are meeting. There are other zones where, in fact, all over the city in this case, there were groups coming together, sometimes led by civil society, sometimes led by the private sector to discuss how they can cooperate and work together on climate as well. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. The pending addition of another 1 million barrels per day from the U.S. Strategic Reserves is under the microscope of analysts who are wondering if the consequences of the Russian invasion of Ukraine are too much to overcome. General Motors Company and Honda Motor Company Limited plan to co-develop more affordable electric vehicles on a global scale by utilizing GM's lower-cost battery technology, the two auto giants announced recently. Industrial Info is tracking $20 billion worth of project activity from General Motors worldwide, most of which is in the U.S. Honda accounts for $1.4 billion in activity worldwide, largely due to a major plant upgrade in Canada. 
For years, Canadian oil sands producer Suncor Energy Incorporated has been investing in wind and solar facilities throughout Canada, constructing eight wind power projects in Saskatchewan, Alberta, and Ontario. But now the company is pivoting away from renewable power in favor of hydrogen and renewable fuels production. And Industrial Info is tracking 18 projects in Japan's pharmaceutical and biotech industry that are related to the production of active pharmaceutical ingredients, totaling more than $713 million in investment value. These include grassroot, plant expansion, equipment replacement, and maintenance projects. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck, reporting for Industrial Info News.